welcome to the Dad Vengers podcast, sponsored by Tonka, because being tough is all about getting out and playing. I'm Nigel Clark, TV presenter and performer, and I'm also host of this wonderful podcast where we explore different aspects of parenting and hone in on the dad point of view. And mums, grandparents, carers, we want you involved in the conversation too. So let's talk, let's laugh, let's share the things we find difficult and become the type of dads we really want to be. Today's guest turned his hobby of science experiments uh, with his children into a full-time job after becoming a viral sensation overnight. Now his videos have over 1 billion views on YouTube uh, and he's working hard to share educational toys and science experiments with kids. I am pleased to welcome to the Dad Ventures podcast, Sergey Urban from the Dad Lab. Yeah, hello, hello everyone. Hey, look, so glad that you could be here uh, and join us and we're going to have a great chat. Yeah, I'm uh, really excited. Thank you for inviting me over. Yeah, no, I, I had to invite you over. As, as a fellow dad who's out there doing it and representing, I really wanted to um, find out a little bit more about what makes your family tick, about what makes your business tick. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to finding out some stuff. So the Dad Lab, um, for those who don't know, let's say four or five years ago, it wasn't, it wasn't what it is now. Uh, yeah, I started about five years ago. And um, yeah, and, uh, I mean, the thing is, everything that I started with that lab, it was just like a hobby. You know, you have a few minutes a week, you just post some, something on Instagram. And but when it actually took off, that was a moment when I started okay, thinking that, oh, there is something and I kind of have to focus on that. Uh, so, yeah, four, uh, four, uh, three, five years ago, there was nothing much on that lab, but now it's growing. Right. And you, you kind of started off uh, reviewing toys, was it? And, and, and things? Yeah, yeah. Uh, original, original. So basically the whole thing is that lab. Now it's like on Instagram, on YouTube, on TikTok, you know, all the major platforms out there. But I started just on Instagram. And when I started Instagram, I didn't have an uh, option to upload any video. So it was just photo thing. Uh, and so I think, yeah, okay, I, I was at that when I started my Instagram page. And I was thinking, okay, I want to do something useful uh, for all the parents out there. And I was looking for cool toys that uh, parents would give to children and children would play and learn at the same time. And the thing is, uh, you, there are not a lot uh, so if you go just to a regular shop, there are lots of other stuff, uh, not a lot of educational stuff, which is not bad, but I just wanted to focus on that, on this kind of educational play and learn kind of niche. Uh, and I started by taking photos of my own toys uh, and uh, I started growing my account again from like zero uh, followers uh, to one, which was, I guess, me from my personal account, <laughs> and then the second subscriber for my wife and all the friends and stuff. And yeah, uh, so toys were my co core thing that I wanted to do. And then I started introducing some activities with my kids. Then Instagram introduced the option to upload videos. So I started doing this 15 seconds videos, which was really like speed up, you know, uh, video type of things. Um, so yeah, that, that, that was that. Before you got into all of that, were you already interested in educating parents, in educating uh, children? Did you have a background in anything like that? 
now I don't really have any kind of background. The only background I have uh, to do with like parenting, uh, educational type of thing is I have a younger sister uh, and she's like 15 years younger than me. So I have this a bit of parenting experience uh, on when I was like uh, young. Before yeah, yeah. I, I became a parent, kind of still young. <laughs> yeah, just but before I get a parent, uh, become a parent, I had yeah, like yeah, a bit of parenting experience, kind of thing. Uh, but yeah, so I do a lot of science experiment experiments, but I don't really have any uh, science background, and uh, and this is one of the messages that I'm trying to uh, pass to people out there that you don't have to know science to do science experiments, and it's all about exploring things together but every time when i kind of do some kind of cool science experiment with my kids what i do i do kind of research uh, trying to find out what exactly is happening and how i can uh, explain that in uh, really simple words to parents out there because uh, if you are a parent and you want to do the science experiment which is cool looking you know color changing blowing something with fun s colors and sounds you want uh, to be able to answer your kids' questions when they're going to ask you what is going on there. Uh, so that's why I'm just trying to find the simple words that you can basically just read uh, and your children going to get the general idea of what's, what's going on there. Yeah, so you you ha yourself have two children, right? Yeah, that's right. Uh, uh, two boys. Um, what do they think of all the experiments and things that you do with Dad Lab? <laughs> No, the thing is, uh, I don't know, obviously they love that because uh, they, for a while, they were the stars of the show. So uh, you couldn't see my face. You could see just my kind of hands just doing some activity. But okay. it was like their reactions. They were like the actors. And and I remember when we were out uh, just going on London, uh, just on a walk or something, people would recognize them, but they never would recognize me. And I'm thinking, okay, so I'm doing all the homework, but no one, <laughs> no one sees me how is that <laughs> so I, I started kind of showing myself a little bit uh but as for, as for kids uh, i mean there is nothing nothing not to laugh about what we do it's basically for them it's just basically uh dad has prepared some fun activity and they know that all the activities that they're going to prepare is going to be really interesting ones uh, and they kind of learn, and it's, it's not about, again, making them scientists, making them uh, know some kind of term, like how electricity works, but it's just more like general uh, trying to encourage them to be curious about the world, something to tell them that, you know, you can mix like regular things and come up with like crazy, unexpected result. Uh, just general, general knowledge and curiosity is what I'm trying to do with my kids. Now... You are, as you said, you just said, um, doing things with your children online. Has has what you do helped your relationship with your children? Uh, I, I don't think it, it went that way. It went the other way around. <laughs> I, I, I had good relation with my children. I filmed the thing and that's what, uh, how I got my Oh, okay, okay, I get it. Uh, uh, it was just kind of uh, social media was like like a lens to see what we're doing at home, uh, but uh, but I'm not sure it, it it worked other way around. Okay, and do you think it helps people that watch your um, your experiments and stuff to have better relationships with their children? Yeah, I think so. I, obviously, uh, a lot of children, a lot of parents are different. 
but I post so many kind of ideas that from time to time uh, you'll find the idea that you want to try. And that's what, what I'm trying to do at the, at the Death Lab. Try to uh, come up with uh, really simple activities that you can do without any knowledge, special equipment, you know, something that you just grab from your, I don't know, kitchen cupboard or freezer or just something lying around the house. And you just put a few things together and come up with crazy, uh, fun activity for the kids. And, you know, and if you are just passive Instagram scroller and you find some cool activity saying, okay, I'll save it, but, you know, you never come back to it to actually do it. The cool thing about that lab, uh, some activities are simple enough that you don't need, really need, to, after you watch it, watch the video, you don't really need to go back because it's it's already there in, in your mind. And if one day you say, okay, here's an egg and here is, I don't know, vinegar, you know what to do and how to make that exciting. Because uh, it's, it's what I do too. I'm just kind of trying to get a lot of kind of ideas in my head. But when I'm, you know, on a spot, my kid's saying, okay, let's do some kind of science experiment, let's do some kind of project. I'm just looking around and when I see something that matches uh, the idea that I, I had, uh, we're just trying to make it into a project. Right, what we're going to do now is we're going to come away from Dad Lab a bit because I'd love to find out a little bit more about your family life, family history and stuff. So you've got two boys, uh, as we said. What are they like? Uh, so the cool thing about my boys, uh, you know, everyone should know about them, that they are actually born the same day, two years apart. So it's always joined, uh, a joined birthday and one. So the last, last one uh, that we had just here in April uh, so first joined, uh, sorry, uh, they turned seven and nine the same day. Uh, but, you know, think about all the horoscope fuel things that are going to be like the same people, but they're like completely different people. <laughs> I love different stuff, completely different personalities. Everything is different. Uh, so now my youngest, he's really actually into science. And you're thinking, you know, obviously it's a bat lab that does a lot of science experiments. So kids are into science. My older one, on the other hand, is completely, you know, he loves his science, but it's not his, like, first choice. Yeah. He loves books. He loves books. He loves words. He loves writing. He loves reading. So he's just going that direction. Meaning that, you know, we parents, we do everything that we can to make that, you know, life easier for him, uh, you know, just giving them everything that we can. But they still choose their own path and their own passions. Uh, so, yeah, my boys are great. And again, having cute kids, especially the very beginning of the dad lab, definitely <laughs> helped me to get more followers. Um, do you see yourself in them now? Uh I mean, yeah. Uh, so my younger one, he's really like uh, doesn't really listen to parents. That's what <laughs> Is that what you were like? Yeah, that was what I was like, and I'm thinking, okay, how, what, how do I manage that? And I'm thinking, it's just genes. You can't do anything about it. <laughs> you just live, uh, live your life, and, and just, just protect your kids, and just as long as they're safe, uh, you're fine. But knowing, knowing that you were like that. It must give you an advantage on maybe how to deal with it a little bit or how to... Because maybe you know, look, you've just said it's not about fighting it. You kind of have to just let it happen and, and be there as a parent. You think that's from knowing and having experienced like that yourself? Uh, no, I think there's like parenting. Uh, every parent, you know, 
whatever book you read, whatever advice you get, uh, you just learn on your own kind of mistakes in your own life. Because, you know, when you're having a first child, you're thinking, okay, you figured it all out. But second child, it just the whole thing, just, you know, the whole fear just trembles because it none of that, of your own advice, of your own experience, none of that works anymore. So you have to figure out another thing that works for your second child. And same thing here. So, you know, every day I kind of learn something new. And I learned that my, my younger one, he's stubborn. And I'm thinking that uh, if he wants something and I say, no, he's going to do that anyway. So I pick my bottles. So I know that I can't read on all of them. And I'm thinking, okay, so if he does that, is it really like damaging anything? Is it like not really safe? And if I say no, I'm just allowing him to do that because I know that, you know, I just need to say no, but not that often because I know it's going to be quite hard to battle him to say to stop him from doing what he wants to do anyway. And how did you find it becoming a father? Did you did you have to change? Were you hands on straight away? Were you in there with the nappies? Tell me a bit about it. Uh, I mean, at the time I was working uh, from home. Me and my wife were involved in a web developing business. So basically just making websites, managing websites, different websites of our own. And basically meant that uh, we could uh, decide how many hours a day we want to spend or not to spend on work. It gave me opportunity to be flexible and from the day one I was hands-on. So I would just, uh, you know, think the child, doing basically everything that a parent couldn't do. Uh, just, I couldn't do just breastfeeding, but I actually was <laughs> involved in Did that. Did you try? So... Did you give it a go? Did you... <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I was actually, uh, my wife ha ha had a, a problem with that. So I was just, you know, setting up the pillows, holding the baby, just moving around, just, you know, helping. Oh, that's awesome. That's really good getting involved uh, like that. Because uh, some men would be lost, absolutely lost in that um, position. But it shows that you're thinking and helping and get involved. That's really lovely. Because no, I knew it's, it's going to be, I mean, the whole, you know, uh, giving a birth, it's quite a hard experience, you know, life changes completely. And I was just trying to help as much as I could. I was waking up at night and just uh, uh, feeding some formula as well, because we we're just yeah. uh, mixing the milk here and there. Uh, so, yeah, I was just doing everything I possibly could. Uh, so, uh, and uh, I was lucky enough for my work to be uh, able to kind of offer that opportunity for me to be flexible and just doing. So from, again, from day one, I was completely involved uh, with the childcare or I don't know how to cope with things, with parenting, just doing yeah, everything. Yeah. And yeah, and it changed my life, changed my life. And then hobby Instagram, then full-time job. So it's, it's kind of... Uh, big change. Uh, yeah, big change, but it was like good progression and uh, with a good final destination, whatever the final destination is. But yeah. progress is quite good. Now, you and your wife were both raised in Latvia. Um, what do you think the main differences are um, for children growing up in the UK here now and growing up in Latvia when, when you grew up? Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm lucky enough to say that uh, I think that our school, uh, both of the schools that my boys go to, are actually quite diverse. And I think it's, it's important. It's, it's, it's our new reality. Everywhere you go, people are from different cultures, so you do need to know them. Uh, so that they are people not just like you, uh, but you know different uh, skin color, different beliefs, 
And I remember when I was just kind of recently talking to my son, saying that about Christmas, and he said that uh, no, Chris, not everyone celebrates Christmas. We have a uh, he has a classmate who is Muslim, and he doesn't celebrate that. I said, okay. Yeah. Great. I know. I, I didn't have a, a Muslim classmate who can tell me all about this religion, and he right. has. So I think it's 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 great. So it's more knowledge, more experience uh, for him. And um, what was your relationship like with your dad? You know, my my, my uh, childhood was something like coming home from from school and doing some kind of physical work. I would say. Uh, I remember when I was quite young probably around like seven year old, uh, my parents decided to buy a piece of land. And the idea was, okay, let's just build a house out there. Uh, and, you know, we didn't have enough money to, you know, to pay for builders and to, to get the materials. Uh, so we we're just doing everything like hands on. And obviously having like two boys, it's not brain you're gonna use their kind of skills or strength <laughs> to do stuff. Uh, and basically, uh, I remember the first stage of the building was to uh, make those building blocks. Uh, simple enough, make building blocks. And basically, I was coming from school uh, and just going to the basement to start my mixing a machine, just uh, throwing in some water, cement, some kind of uh, sand, and just pouring the whole thing into forms to make those blocks. And the whole winter would just do those blocks and move them to this uh, land when, you know, in the summer. So would... hold on, you were literally yeah. making bricks. You exactly. were making not, your own bricks. Yeah, yeah but uh, it's big not ones. small bricks, but yeah, big, yeah, big, big ones, bricks, yeah. like blocks. Uh, yeah, 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 I know. So ones. yeah, just physically, because uh, there was uh, not a lot of information uh, at that time. But my dad found some kind of, I guess, magazine with some DIY instructions how to make that happen. Uh, and wait, hold yeah. on. <laughs> so, wait, your, your dad was the ultimate in DIY. He was building a whole house from scratch, from nothing, with you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know he's still, he knows a lot of stuff like how to fix a car. Uh, so he's a welder. Uh, so I have some experience welding as well. Uh, so yeah, he was ultimate DIY person. Now the dad lab makes so much more sense. You, you've come from a background of like, okay, let's try this, let's do this, let's try. So the whole fact that you didn't train in science, but then you got stuck in and you got involved, that makes, to me, that makes so much sense now. Yeah, but again, coming back to this, you know, life and finding the balance. And I, I was doing this home building and I was doing this uh, school. Uh, so at school, I wasn't the best student, I would say. But at school, I was the best house builder. And same thing at <laughs> home. You know, if we're talking, uh, I was not the great at house building, but I was like the smartest, you know, coming back from the school thing. I was the yeah. smartest one from house builders. So I was, I was always something. So the generally, I would say that, that I know a lot of things about a lot of stuff, but not being like really good at one one specific stuff. It's like a uh, manager, I guess, who knows, need to know lots of stuff, but not being very specific about this thing. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the thing is, uh, we turn out, turn out differently. So I have a brother, older brother, and he is really like hands-on. So he fixes cars and he builds a house and he's all, all that my dad was. But I, I went like a different direction. But yeah, 
uh, from my uh, childhood, I know how things are done. It's not something that I, uh, I do at home. I don't, you know, paint walls, fix <laughs> things. Uh, but I guess I could if I needed to. That's really, really, really cool. So your brother's um, more like your dad. But I'd like to know if you've taken any of your dad's parenting styles that you may have seen him do with you. And do you use, or is there any knowledge or any anything that you've brought through to your parenting now? Uh, I know, the thing is, it wasn't really like um, gentle parenting, I would say. Because, okay. you know, with, with all the building and wealth, you know, just <laughs> wake up and just go and work. So that was simple enough. So I was just taking, when I was forming, I guess, my parenting style, I was just making sure that I'm more... I get gentle, just listen to the child. Yeah. Uh, so, I guess so there was that, less play went from your dad. You didn't get to play as much. Uh, I don't remember time playing. Okay, maybe before we started building stuff. Maybe we yeah. played then. <laughs> before you started the house. Uh, yeah, because the thing with the house was, because again, being not professional things, we, we would never finish one thing. So it would say, okay, let's finish the house, which is now four by four. So we kind of started finishing that and then thinking, okay, we need some extension. So we started building the extension, even though we haven't finished the house. Then we think, okay, we actually need the garage. So we started fin- uh, doing the garage, even though we haven't finished our extension. So it, it was like never-ending project. So there was nothing like, okay, we're going to finish building houses summer, and next summer we're going to go to the beach and do nothing. It was so always building. When I mean, did you actually finish the house? Did it? How long? No, did it take? no, no. We haven't. And the, the fact was, we actually started do, feel, building the different house, a different location. And that wasn't finished, so we have two unfinished houses in Latvia. We are so happy to have Tonka as our sponsor this series. Basic Fun's Tonka collection is packed full of fun vehicles for kids who want to get out and get tough with their toys. So dads, you've got no excuse. Grab that mighty steel classic truck, it's time to head to the sandpit for some tough play. You guys, you mentioned at the start, you get recognized here and there when you go out. And now, do you get recognized as well, now as well as the kids? Yeah, yeah, now I do, yeah. Um, were you ever worried about um, posting bits about your life online and whether that could come back to you in, in, a, in a negative way? Uh, I mean, the thing is, I have, a, you know, I have this filter. And I have actually two filters. The one is... <laughs> Uh, simple enough is my wife and i'm thinking okay can i post it or not and she is it's like a extra person who looks at the same content and could have completely different kind of opinion and it's always good because you know you can't kind of brainstorm or negotiate with yourself it's good to have like extra uh brain to borrow to look at the things so she's one of the uh sensors that look at uh, my content nice. the other thing that that i do uh i'm thinking okay so here is a post that i post now like photo text, whatever, video, and I'm thinking, uh, if my kids in 20 years' time look back at this post, uh, will uh, what are they going to feel? Will they going to be ashamed of the thing or will they be proud to be part of the dad life? Yeah. Now, you are absolutely huge on, on all the platforms that you've mentioned, but it all kicked off with one video. You, you had one that went viral overnight. Tell us about that. 
Yes. So the thing is, yeah, I, I was uh, out there on Instagram for a while. Uh, and then I found the, the little tick that he put on uh, Instagram that would cross post to basically upload the same video to Facebook. And I think, okay, I'll, I'll do that too. And for a while, I was actually getting uh, good enough attention from people. So I was getting new followers from uh, now and then. And then one day I uploaded the video uh, with Skittles. And simple enough idea when you uh, uh, put the Skittles on a, on a plate. Uh, so we'll I've seen the uh, one. I know the yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll put it in a circle on a plate and we uh, put it in a special pattern. So uh, all the colors just be in the same kind of pattern across the whole uh, circle. And so when, um, then the, my son, Alex, poured some more warm water in the middle of the plate. So, uh, so the water reached the candy, the Skittles. And then uh, Skittles started to melt all the colors and all the beautiful rainbow would come into the middle of the plate in a beautiful, just at a beautiful show on, on a plate. Uh, so I posted that video and within a few uh, hours, I noticed that something was happening with my Facebook page. Uh, and uh, <laughs> something's it, happening. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So it was quite a few crazy days. And, but basically within a week, I get, I get my first hundred thousand followers on Facebook and it went from like 2000 to 102 within a week. And the cool thing was that it wasn't like the first cool, good video I have done, but it was the first one that went viral and people started finding me and they were just starting going back to all the previous videos and they were liking, sharing and watching those too. And uh, so that's how I got my Facebook page going. And I'll think, okay, so now I have some followers there. So I need to spend more time on Facebook page too. So did your life change overnight pretty much? Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Cause again, uh, it was a hobby, but I was getting like followers and I was thinking, okay, so uh, can I make it into my full-time job or not? And I'm thinking, because as I mentioned, I started working, uh, I started as a toy reviewer. So I was thinking, okay, let me just talk to like toy brands and ask them to get to uh, give me toys or maybe money so I can just kind of sustain the whole kind of online presence idea and make it into my full time job. But unfortunately, toy industry is quite uh, old industry and they were not <laughs> really keen into social media. Uh, I know, yeah. I know this, I know this so well. Carry on. Yeah, yeah. and then uh, I found out that basically uh, to work with brands and uh, to get some money, you need an agent. So I was looking around, just basically Googling agent for like Instagrammers, <laughs> uh, send messages to whatever pages pop up on like Google search. Uh, and had a couple of interviews with people and decided to go with one. And when the agent appeared, that was the time when uh, they told me how to do the whole thing. They helped me with to finding con uh, new companies to work with and to manage all the contracts and stuff. And that was the moment when it, it turned, uh, turned to be my full-time job. So yeah, uh, generally, and it happened all about uh, the same time, the viral video and the agent and getting the full-time job uh, from what I do online. Nice, really, really good. Now, you've taken that from strength to strength and you've got uh, a book out, haven't you, at the moment? Um, it's, 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 tell us about the book. Yeah, uh, that's... I mean, the thing is, it's like like we were talking about the Instagram page. I mean, I, I'm thinking, did it have any goals? 
Uh, and I never had in my life goal to write a book. You know, me, writer, author of the book, nah. So when I get email from an agent, literacy agent, oh, hello, Sergey, uh, love your Zretla page, I think there is a book, uh, let's just meet up, let's have a call and just talk about it. I just ignore this message. I mean, and me, author, not going to happen. But lady was persistent. Uh, so it took her about like six months to convince me to write a book. I ended up writing a book. And it was a simple idea, basically, just transferring my um, Instagram page, all the activities into the basically paper format. Uh, and I'm thinking generally that, you know, some people don't really have access to internet. Some people maybe not, not on Instagram, not on Facebook, on YouTube and Twitter. I don't know. So maybe book is a, uh, a new way for me to inspire more parents to spend quality time with their kids. So I done the book and uh, it turned out to be quite good. I mean, from time to time, I actually come back to the book and think, okay, what can we do? Because uh, we have like 40 activities. So I have British edition, which we have like 40 activities to do with your kids. And it includes like science explanation, again, bit by bit, you know, uh, really simple words explaining everything. And it's a simple instruction to, for everyone to follow. And as I said, sometimes I just come back to it because I'm not a scientist. And you know, from time to time, I just need to remind myself what's actually going on there. And especially if I need to answer questions for the kids. But from that, so I, I released a book in uh, um, UK and Australia. It was a contract like that. And then uh, I uh, found a publisher in America, uh, one of the biggest one out there. Uh, and uh, so I, I have uh, adapted my book. So it, it became 50 activities rather than 40. So just 10 extra. Extra 10. Exactly, yeah. Uh, and that that's actually was quite an interesting experience because uh, they flew me over to New York and it was actually my first time in America ever. Uh, wow. So that was a great experience. And they done this uh, good promo, everything uh, promotional for, for the book. I done my first ever uh, a radio tour, which is exciting. I never knew the thing existed, but basically it's, <laughs> it's, I don't know, maybe you know. No, no, carry sit, on, tell me. Yeah, so you basically sit in the room and you have just phone in front of you and every 10, 10 minutes or it's basically just one in a row just with small gaps you are connected to different radio stations some of them are just live going to the air some of them are pre-recorded and just posted later on and I, I was sitting there for uh, for quite a long time just talking to I don't know 15 different presenters from different radio stations just one after another and it was like, okay, I didn't know that that, that existed, but it, it was interesting experience. And it was quite educational too, because, you know, first experience was a bit, first interview was a bit stiff. I mean, what do I say? How do I answer stuff? But then by the tenth, you, you know what you're talking about. You know, it's easy, you know. You <laughs> have all the answers already. Yeah, yeah, let's go for it. <laughs> and then uh, I was lucky enough to be invited to Good Morning America, uh, and the cool thing about that was again first experience on uh, uh, on TV. So I never been never been on TV here in UK, but in America, you know, first trip to America. Here I go straight to Good Morning America. So that was exciting. And obviously I was nervous a bit. I was just you know confused about uh, can I say all these signs properly? And one of the experiments I was showing was standing on X. Uh, you know, it, you know there are different kind of experiments that you can show but some of them you know have always a chance that something gonna go wrong you want to be and a risk exactly there is a there is always a risk 
and so what I did was before we going live, I was testing the eggs. I would just uh, open the pack of the eggs, sample them. They were fine. So we we're ready to roll. And then when the, when the tank, uh, time came for the walking on eggs, I stand on the eggs and smash the whole box completely. <laughs> I know crowd loved it, but I was like, really, what is happening? I would just tell tell everyone that you know you can stand on those uh, and smash the whole thing. And then they uh, lucky enough we had like uh, extra eggs, so uh, get out some extra eggs. Yeah. And the co-presenter was actually able to stand on eggs. Uh, so that was like proving the point that you can. Okay, let's go. Uh, but after this show, after after this, this show, they actually came back to me saying that oh, that was the best show ever. You know, if I said <laughs> if if I said that you could send the eggs and I would stand on it, there was nothing funny about that because you're saying that it happens and it happens. But because of the, all the mess that I created, they loved it so much that actually they invited me over again to America, to New York, to film more stuff. And I was lucky enough to do some science experiments at the at the uh, Times Square, right right there by the studio. So that was an amazing wow, experience. Wow, wow! So it's taken you some places. Then you've you've been able to do some things and, and see some and see some things as well. Yeah, I mean, again, take takes me out of my comfort zone and just gives me a lot of new opportunities that I never kind of dreamed of having. Before you go, there's one question that we like to ask all of our dad vengers that come on the podcast. So it is this. If you could have one dad superpower, what would it be and why? <laughs> one dad superpower? <laughs> yeah. Uh, if I had the power to put my kids asleep really quickly. I guess it's not, it's not about... Uh, putting them asleep, it's more about getting them ready for the bad thing, you know. Ah. So you say, okay, now you are at bed, so they're at bed, and I'm happy to sit sit down, just talk to them, you know, about their day. And but it's slow, brushing the but teeth and getting the, the pajamas on, and yeah, it's go like, upstairs. We've got to go and do. <laughs> it's like crazy. It takes a while, but the, the only trick that I have is uh, I'm using that, uh, or uh, I'm using their desire not to go to bed. Uh, by substituting it to the, the fact that, uh, so basically I'm saying, if you don't want to go to bed, you can just get ready, uh, you can get book, whatever book you want, and you could read for for longer. And as long as you read, you're okay not to go sleep. But when you finish, you, you have to sleep. And it's actually kind of encouraged my kids to uh, read more because they don't want to go sleep. They but they're happy to kind of read to make sure they stay away from bed. So that's yeah. worked work quite well. And now my both boys are really into books, so that's worked well. That's really really good. I remember my son finding the book that turned him around, and now I've caught him late at night. <laughs> if I've put him to bed before at like let's say he goes to bed at ten, I've put him to bed at ten. And he'll be eleven thirty. He will. He'll be up reading. He'll be like, I couldn't get to sleep, so I started reading the book. And it's like, wait, hold on. It's really cool that you're reading the book, but you probably should have just tried to go to sleep. But yeah, no, it, it's it's amazing that they read. It's a beautiful thing. I'm a massive massive advocate for kids and reading. So yeah, you're doing a good thing there, definitely. Sergey, time is up. But it's been so amazing talking to you. Thank you once again for coming along and chatting. 
Yeah, thank you. Uh, I love love this conversation. You know, sharing parenting. That's great. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you. Take care. How interesting was that? Sergey was building a family home as a teenager, and now he's built a career that makes him one of the coolest dads around. If you haven't checked out some of his experiments, do it. They're a great opportunity to bond with your kids. Thank you so much for listening. And if you have time, leave us a review. We'd love to hear what you thought of this episode or of the series as a whole. And don't forget, you can subscribe or follow using your preferred podcast platform to be first to hear the episodes. If you'd like to find out more about Dadvengers, head to dadvengers.com where you can find out more information about our live chats, about our meetups, quizzes, blog posts, and more. This has been the Dadvengers podcast, sponsored by Tonka, because being tough is all about getting out and playing. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the ageing process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip <laughs> off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford, and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.